Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine and the 8th Step at Proctor's and Whispering Bones Concert. So I'm Marsha Lazarus and I'm sitting here with 8th Step Director Margie Rosencrantz. So Margie, I know that the 8th Step is entering its 55th year of operation. That's quite an 56, Margie's just giving me that extra uh, number. So that's, that's quite an accomplishment. I know the 8th Step for its wonderful acoustic, traditional, and political music. How would you describe the 8th Step's mission? First of all, we always let the music speak for itself. Um, we don't headline any certain political or social action, but we uh, support things that will make life better for people, for the country, for each other. You know, I can think of some of the amazing performers you've had. Of course, I think of Holly Near, one of my favorites. I think of Pete Seeger a number of years ago shortly before his passing. I think of uh, Reggie Harris, I think of Tom Paxton, Buffy St. Marie, Richie Havens. And really what I'm so intrigued looking at our performance tonight of ghost stories. And yes, it's Halloween and it's a perfect match uh, <laughs> for, the, for the holiday. What got you to kind of expand beyond music, and particularly social justice story music. The ghost story night has been very popular here from the beginning. It's kind of an experiment at first, but it's, it's um, grown and developed, and it's a crew favorite here, which is, is um, kind of makes me laugh. It's fun. Sometimes you just have to do something that's just fun. Well, hello, everybody. And for those of you who've been reincarnated, hello again. Well, you all look wonderful tonight. You know, you would make a perfect deli tray for the coming zombie apocalypse. <laughs> uh, allow me to introduce myself. I've been a resident of these environments for the last 170 years. Many of them spent among the living, just like all of you. Well, some of you, anyway. <laughs> During my time on Earth, I served as a physician and an undertaker. Now in the afterlife, I'm the purveyor of a fine line of dead people products, including, of course, Dr. Better Off Underhill's cream dement embalming fluid. It's a spirited medley of herbs, spices, sarsaparilla, absinthe, a tiny touch of Johnny Walker red, and of course, formaldehyde. Once you drink it, you won't drink anything else. And now, with our new special ingredient, which, when combined with the vaccinations in your blood, will send your soul not to heaven or hell, but to a special cyber planet in a meta-universe owned and operated by Elon Musk. <laughs> oh no, it's a very great place. They're doing wonderful work on pain management there. You see, they, they strap you to a chair and they treat you to videos of Mr. Musk talking about himself. And to start things off, we have our dear friend Mary Murphy here to, to tell us the story of the dead. Shakespeare wrote, The moon 
the moon, the moon. No, swear not by the moon, the inconstant moon that monthly changes in its circled orb. You know, at one time, the moon didn't always shine in the night sky. There was no moon, only stars to light the path. And one time there was an old woman, and she lived in a small village with her grown son at the edge of a great marshland. Now, no one ever walked in that marshland at night because it was so dark, too dark to see the path. The water was, was black with no light to reflect. And, and the, the swarming creatures, these will-o'-the-wisps, would come out at night and shine their lantern over the dark waters, trying to lure travelers from the safe path. And if you stepped off into the mud, off the path and into the mud, you'd sink deeper and deeper until there was no escape. Horrible place. Now, I said that no one ever walked in the marshland at night, but that wasn't exactly true. The woman's grown son always walked home through the marshland at night after work. It was the quickest way home. And he said that, no, I wasn't worried about the path. He knew every path in the marshland, and he could never get lost. But one night, he was in the middle of the marsh. He was coming home late at night anyway, and he was in the middle, and he didn't know where he was. He was overcome by the darkness of the night. He lost his way and was never seen again. From that time, the woman took to walking the marshland every night, holding her lantern high, searching for her son, searching and searching, and also she needed to make sure that no one ever got lost the way her son did. I'm standing here with Kelvin Correga, who is the Whispering Bones producer. What a wonderful, wonderful show. Thank you very much. Have you been doing this for a long time, creating these ghost story shows? Yeah, this is, um, I think, the 12th year that we've done it. We've been doing it, um, um, initially I did it at just one venue, Hubbard Hall in, in, in Cambridge, but over time we started exploring the idea of bringing it around to different places, and so, yeah, it's been, a, it's been fun. It's like I've got this huge collection of ghost stories and every year I look for things that um, feel like they'll work well together and stories that have something to say and, you know, find things, ways to put together even some comedy. So it's been an awful lot of fun. What a, what a diverse group of performers. So, so what is it about ghost stories that intrigues you? You know, that's a great question, and I've thought about that because, you know, I started reading ghost stories when I was a kid, and my brother and I would lie in this big old iron bed in the attic room and under a quilt and read to each other and get very creeped out. And it's like, why do we do that? And, and I think the reason is because, at least for children, we, um, we're taught when we're very young that mommy's going to take care of us and everything's going to be fine, and we watch Disney movies and all those things. but. In life, there are things out there and that kill people, that hurt people. And I think somehow for people, it's a kind of a release to acknowledge that there are these forces in the world. I think it's a great thing for kids to 
be given the sense of what you get in a ghost story of the horrors out there that are there. It's not, I don't see it as harmful as much as part of our growing up to acknowledge our relationship with death. Promise that 